Hey y'all, it's Jana. I'm excited about this week's episode. We interview Kelsey Kunkel of Driftless Style. Let me tell you, she is as beautiful as she is kind. Her style and tastes are impeccable. You're going to go on Driftless Style's website and want everything. I promise. You're going to also wish that you lived there so you could just pop in whenever you want it as well. It is beautiful. I know I ordered a few things. I got something for a Christmas gift and then I ordered something for Anna's room. They came in and I was just in love. I know that you're going to love it. Make sure you follow her on social media. And this is going to be the last episode in our fair trade series. I'm sad to see it go. Laura and I have said it, said it to each other multiple times, how much we have loved every single interview. We leave feeling inspired and just like rejuvenated. So it has just really pumped some life into our veins. And I know it has y'all's as well because y'all have told us. So we appreciate y'all being here. You're going to love Kelsey. I promise. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? Uh, I mean, I guess confused. <laughs> we still we still don't know who the president is. We're recording this Wednesday morning. So, but guys, if you hear this and a lot has happened and we sound chipper, it's not our fault. <laughs> There's been a lot. There's been a lot going on since the last time we recorded. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, may have elected a new president. I don't know. It depends who on who you, who you, who you're listening to at this point, right? Like which, which news station uh, or news, um, what am I trying to say? Not station. Um, yeah. The outlet. Yeah. That you're listening to as to whether or not we have a new president or our old president is coming back. So yeah, but hopefully you all voted. I sent you a picture of the ba- ballot in Mississippi. We had lots of, lots of famous choices. Uh-oh. It was like yeah. a people magazine. On- it really was. It was. It was yeah. We had Kanye. Kanye was on our ballot. Which how many people had- in Mississippi voted for him? The last update I saw said 96. So I feel we're like 2024. This. He's coming for you. <laughs> I feel good. I feel good about the, oh, God. the next election in our state. Oh my yeah, gosh. it's going to be good. Y'all are coming in hot. We voted. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It was hard. Yeah. It was, it was a hard year. It was a hard year. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that, I think. Yeah. Um, so hopefully by the time this... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the by the time this airs uh, tomorrow, we'll have some definitive information one way or the other. So, um, yeah, yeah, That's okay, it. y'all got some big news. We did, we did get some big news. This is probably the biggest news we've had in our adoption in a a very long time. Short of getting matched with Anaya, I would say. Yeah, so almost a year because that happened at the end of January. So, yeah. uh. We passed court. <laughs> okay. So explain what that means. Like, did you just drive by court or <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we drove through. Yeah. Okay. No, um, so over the last, I guess, since the end of the first court hearing was like toward the end of July, um, we've been following the court process on an app. So if there's anyone listening that is adopting from India, there's an e-court app and you should download it to your phone so that you can kind of stay on top of what's going on. Cause what we found is Laura, maybe in our DMS, she can. Yes. Yeah. I'll be happy to help you with that. Um, but we've been able to see like when they met and if, 
if anything happened or whatever. And so anybody like, showed up. Yeah. If anybody showed up, that's been frustrating to watch that happen. But we knew that there was a date, um, a court date on the 27th that was scheduled. And it said in the app, it said not present. And so of course that was devastating. Yeah. Um, and I remember distinctly Saturday morning, we're on our way to baseball practice, stopped at a stoplight. And I was like, I'm just going to check the app because the next date on there was the 31st, which if you, um, so basically India is 12 hours ahead of us. So at eight o'clock. Okay. um, But real quick. So you had posted, when did you post on Facebook? And it was the ask again, ask him again. Oh, that was. Thursday and we had specifically asked people to pray from noon noon on Friday which would have been midnight India time noon on Friday until noon on um that was like the window we were just asking people just to pray and my friend well Bethany Tran um sent me and she direct messaged me um the this link and it was it was about all the things that we've asked for. And it was like, ask again, just one more time. Um, and so I posted that and asked people, I know the long, the last five years have been a long time and you have been praying for our family for a long time, but we please just ask again. Um, on our, our that was so moving. I mean, I know just even for me, obviously being your friend and being in this with you and then mm-hmm. just even, I think that alone, for other people going through stuff, it's Mm -hmm. so powerful because we do feel like it doesn't matter how, and I don't like want to say a good Christian, but how close in your relationship with God, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can start to feel like, does he hear me? Like for sure. We we have definitely, uh, I don't want to say we, I'm not going to throw a death under that bus, but I definitely felt that way. Um, And I think too, um, in this episode, you're going to, we're going to talk with Kelsey Kunkel, who has been in a, uh, forever long adoption journey as well. And, um, you know, just her story has so many parallels to ours and, um, the failed adoption and, and all of that. So anyway, all that to say, I, I remember my heart was not where it needed to be when I was opening the app. Like I, I literally rolled my eyes. I, re- I so distinctly remember it as I picked up my phone to check the app and I pulled it up and it said case disposed, which means that we had passed court. There was no objection. Um, the, the judge had um, just had moved forward. And so um, we passed court. She's legally our daughter. And that is amazing. So exciting. So we're waiting on the written court order orders. And if you follow our story, follow me on Instagram, you know that yesterday I shared that we had them and we do have them. They're just not signed. <laughs> well, <laughs> details, detailed. y'all. So, I mean, have you ever, I think we can forge it. I mean, there, there were some <laughs> couple times that it's like, I knew my mom was going to let me go on a field trip, but I forgot to get that form signed. So I just yeah. needed to add a little Debbie Elmore signature That's on there. Right. You know? right. yeah. I mean, yep. Yep. So I I think I could do it. I could, I could whip up a judge's signature, but anyway, I kind of jumped the gun. Um, and my, our caseworker, sweet Brooke had to reel me back in yesterday and she was like, okay, it's a great size. She's so sweet. She has the sweetest voice. Um, which I think if you're do what she does, you would have to be the kindest person ever. Yeah. Um, she was like, I'm, I'm so excited for y'all. I'm so excited. 
but oh gosh. <laughs> yeah but, but. <laughs> but your court orders are not signed <laughs> so. details yeah. I know, I know. so um here's our our next ask again is that the judge would sign them in an expeditious manner and get them to our saw specifically before Diwali starts which means pretty much everything will shut down for, Diwali for them is like their big holiday yeah holiday for them yeah so if it's not signed before the middle of November it probably would be the first of December before we would see that signature so that is this week's ask again for the Walton family yeah guys y'all are pushing it forward you know I mean like a collective like come before God and hear our cry I know I do I do believe he he hears the specific specificity of our prayers and yeah um it's not just like you know, it, it's so specific, the things that we need at this point that we need the judge to sign and notarize these and get that's them all so interesting saying that, because that's what we've been doing lately. Really. Yeah. We've been kind of going through some hard things and just praying specifically. And I think mm-hmm. so often as believers, we don't want to get let down by God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we don't pray specifically, you know, we're more like, you know, just give me a good day today or just, yeah. you know, whatever to where it's like, get in the weeds and tell him specifically what you want, mm-hmm. not because you're holding him accountable, but because you fully believe he is capable. Right. And, and if he doesn't, it's, it's okay. Like mm-hmm. it hurts, but yeah. um, I think that you, you're talking about being specific. Like that is just so important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, I mean, he knows our hearts. He knows the desires of our hearts anyway. He, but he loves when we, bring those specific things to him and share them with him. And um, so we're just seeing that really come to fruition. And so I guess, you know, again, court orders, that's a huge thing um, that once we have the written, then everything else can move forward. Like there's another, it's called article 23, another piece of paper that we'll have to um, have. And then, once we have that, we can apply for visas. Once we have that, they can apply for a birth certificate. Once they have, you know, it's like once we have the signed, <laughs> signed written court mm-hmm. orders, then it kind of opens the floodgate for the last part of the process. So um, how about a Christmas miracle? I mean, I think that's, that's pretty much what we are praying for at this point is, you know, we, we really felt like going into the weekend or, you know, after finding out Saturday morning that we might have her here by Christmas. Um, and just because of, um, COVID because of Diwali, because of just because it's adoption and it's, we're not quite as sure it's going to happen, um, by Christmas, but I would take a Christmas miracle. (laughs) 2020 needs to redeem itself. So I know. So it's big. It's big. We're super it's excited. It's a, a big update. People ask me all the time, especially people here that know me but don't know you, but yeah. feel like they know you. They're like, is there any update on the Walton adoption? <laughs> They're like, I know you have inside information. <laughs> I'm like, I actually do. But I can't tell you. No, I'm just like, I always tell them. And I tell them specifically how to pray. And, yeah. um, you know, and they just, I, I think it's neat to be a part of a miracle, you know, and it's neat to be a part of seeing a family uh, be knitted together. So thank you for letting us all be a part of it. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you for always being, um, the, just a supporter and um, just being, uh, do what 
I'm in it to win it. Short of getting <laughs> on a plane and forging the signature, you just tell me when. I know. So, um, I need you to go hike a mountain with me to. That's, okay, I might be out for that. We've, <laughs> we've done that in Guatemala and it did not look good. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we are so so ready. So um, and I, I can't remember if I um shared the list like there when we got knock. Um, well, actually, it was before that. It was when we got provisional approval, or I hundred. They sent us a list of all the different steps. There's 17 yeah. specific steps, and so it felt really good to highlight number number 11. So oh, that's awesome. I mean, we're so we're so close. 16 and 17 are basically like sh- she's in her arms. So yeah. yeah. So we really just have um, we have like four steps in this one piece of paper will open the door for those steps to happen. So there it is. Our ask again for this week is just. I like it. I think it's a good ask and I know everybody will be on top of it. And Mm -hmm. like you said, um, Kelsey, who we're interviewing in this episode, she Mm -hmm. is awesome. She's like very, very pretty, like (laughs) inside and out. Yes. It's just, it's it's just something you just look at her you're kind of entranced you know yeah. you're like oh okay I know and she so. has the sweetest heart for sure oh and y'all are gonna love hearing her adoption story uh it's gonna it might bring you to tears um, yeah but you will definitely add the couple family to your adoption prayer list uh after hearing her story and just just cover their family too it's it's time for them to to feel feel like they're moving forward I know that yeah on complete their family I mean adoption has been in her life since she was a little kid and just seeing it come full circle Uh and on top of that she not only is you know in the process of adoption but she owns the most beautiful storefront and out online driftless style and she has to tell us all about that her sourcing trips and Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, it's so pretty. I ordered a couple cute things for mm-hmm. um for our house. I need I got some more things I want to order and she gives us a discount code. So well, there's that, y'all. So yeah. check her out if you need to like if you if you're like us or like me when I wa- listen to a, a podcast and I need to go check things out before I go any further yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. You're like you gotta go see everybody's faces that's in the story. Yeah. Um she is driftless style dot com driftlessstyle.com you can get on social media you can find her and Mm -hmm. um kelsey kunkel with a k for kelsey and kunkel and Mm -hmm. i promise you're gonna love her check the notes um app uh not notes app that's what laura and i use but the notes (laughs) and the the show notes yes um we'll have links to stuff but we just thank y'all for going through this series with us it has been so fun and just eye-opening and it's really inspired us for the future so For sure. So y'all enjoy our conversation with Kelsey and have a great week. Okay. We are so excited to be here today with our sweet friend, Kelsey Kunkel. Hi, Kelsey. Hi guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. I wish you guys could see what we could see because Kelsey is actually in her store, which is magical. It is beautiful. Like it makes me want to get on an airplane right now and just come visit. It is. We're going to take so this show pretty. on tour. 
That's right. Oh, that's <laughs> too it. Or just, a, or just the two it. of us. Or just yeah. go shopping. And, uh, no, Fine. what we're going to do is we're going to go to Kelsey's store and we're going to do yep. a live show there. And then we're going to go retreat to her cabin that she and her family uh, have too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Equally oh. as beautiful. Um, so Kelsey is the owner and founder. Um, I saw that you say co-founder that you give your hubby credit, I which I, awesome. I love that. So tell us about mm-hmm. Driftless Style. Tell us first about Kelsey. Yes. So I am located in uh, Cedar Falls, Iowa. So Midwest girl, but wasn't always so. I was Mississippi. I hail from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hail state. Um, but I was two when I moved, Jonna. And so I <laughs> then moved to Alaska and then moved to Iowa. So yeah. How old were you when you little... moved to Iowa? Um, six. So I was still okay. young. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I consider like myself a Midwest, um, yeah. Midwest gal with some fun past. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I, um, as we're talking about like my younger years, I grew up in a family of five girls. And so that was also really fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. from the get go, I, um, man, I've always just kind of, my parents have taught us just like the importance of women empowerment and being strong women and, that you can do it. And so that's like, um, so much a part of, I think where my story obviously begins, um, Mm. in, in pursuing and chasing dreams. And so, Mm. um, I have two, uh, biological sisters. And then I also have, um, two sisters that we adopted from Rwanda when I was in, um, second grade. And so, I mean, you combine, uh, the combination of a smaller Midwest, town Mm. with a biracial family. Um, it was very unique. It was very unique upbringing, um, to Mm. say the least. And so, um, now fast forward to today, I am, um, married to my husband, Tyler, um, December will be 13 years, which is to be a teenager. I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Kind of crazy. I like it. Um, and then we have two <laughs> girls. Uh, Juliana is nine, and Evany or Evie is um, our seven-year-old. And so um, we m- recently moved last May, uh, May of 2019, a month before we opened the shop. Um, and so mm-hmm. our yeah, <laughs> so smart, right? Yeah. You and you and Lisa, Lisa, like, go yeah, get, some hey, we'll go getters, store and renovate, renovate or made a new house. house. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, Sorry. exactly. It's not. It was not part of the plan necessarily. It was something that we kind of stumbled upon uh-huh. and felt too good to pass up. So mm-hmm. here we are. We um, love our our last house that we renovated was um, an 1865 house and this one is 1910 so it's much newer um, <laughs> very modern upgrade <laughs> modern modern upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, I love um, it. yeah so it's gonna be fun we haven't done a whole lot of um house projects on it yet uh with just this p- crazy past year mm-hmm. um but it'll be on our um I'm really excited too I we love we love house projects and kind of just renovating um together and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two dogs. They have to be mentioned here because they are a huge part of our life. I yeah. oh, even have Hugo so in the shop with me right now. He's um, goes it. to the shop with me most days. So people actually come in now for him instead of, you know, <laughs> shopping or, or anything oh my else. Gosh. 
hey whatever it takes <laughs> exactly right yeah. yeah and while you're here <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know would like to introduce you yeah, yeah so sweet um, I love it yeah and then we are also in the process of adopting and so uh that will be seven years that we've been in the process so it's been a long uh a long journey but as you have already heard um adoption has kind of just always been a part of my life and so when Tyler and I got married it was always a question of you know um when like when we're going to adopt not if and mm-hmm. um haven't faltered too much from that however there's been days that there's it gets hard after seven years in and you're just wondering okay is this really, um, the story that it's, you know, meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, however, our, our girls are like pushing us right now. Like it, I'm thank the Lord every day for our girls right now, because they're the, um, asking questions daily and keeping us accountable almost, which mm-hmm. is just not something I ever, um, mm-hmm. expected. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So now we're in the process. Um, we walked through a failed adoption in Ethiopia where we were matched with two girls for over a year and we had our plane tickets bought and we're ready to fly over for a court date and um, woke up one April morning to find out that Ethiopia, Ethiopia closed their borders um, to adoption. So we lost those girls and um, took a little bit of a pause um, just to heal and went through some couples, um, you know, just Tyler and I going through therapy together during that time, just for grief. Cause we were like, this is such uncharted territory for us. Mm-hmm. Like didn't even quite understand. Sorry. We're diving in. We're diving yeah. in. Oh, that's what we do. Do it, girl. Do it, girl. Tell us more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody's, love- nobody's stopping you. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Notice. Keep going. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that was, um, that was that kind of spring summer. And then we decided, um, probably about like six to eight months or so we, um, started again in Columbia. And so that is where we are officially to this day. And we are now, uh, waiting family, um, for six months now. And, um, on average we're, we've been told it's about 12 to 18 months. Um, so we will see. Mm. And you're yep. tell, tell everyone where you are now. You, you did you are in a different country. I mean, your adoption is in a different country. You're not. You're saying Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Seven years, Kelsey. I know it. <laughs> Who would have thought? I know. You know. Do and you remember we sorry, sat on that actually pan- no, been ahead. even longer um, because it's actually been closer to eight years that we like actually kind of started. But I was 34 weeks pregnant with Evie when we went to our first adoption, um, like, uh, Guys, what agency. are we doing with our lives? She's going <laughs> up to adoption agencies pregnant. God, we have to get together. <laughs> they're like, sorry, you're going to have to come back after, after she's a year old, you know? And so we yeah. actually had to pause. You should go back to them and be like, did I have to wait? Really? <laughs> that is like, exactly why, like, we knew enough as far as like yeah. the weight that we're like, uh-huh. well, like, let's start this, yeah. pro- like, while we're, yeah. you know, and so, you know, well, oh, well. <laughs> I'm glad that you and Tyler started when you did. Jeff and I were not that smart because now we're in our mid forties and still in the breast. <laughs> so we should have started a lot sooner. Let's just say that. But, uh, oh. well, had we known, had we known, what had it was, we known. This, this journey was going to look like what I was, I was going to say, um, 
how long has that been where we sat on the panel together talking about our adoption journey <laughs> at the I, New Day Collection with, Conference? Yeah, I was, um, we were currently with our, I'm not even sure if we were matched yet with our girls in Ethiopia. Like we yeah. might've just been like in the process of yeah. in Ethiopia. And so that was yeah. wild. That was a long time I ago. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, Wow. I do think that you two, I think you two are a much more realistic picture for people because I think so many people just see the picture of like, we're adopting. And then they see the pictures of coming home. They don't see the in-between and the heartbreak and the loss. And I just think it gives people, but to see that y'all still have hope and that you still, you know, you're not giving up on God's plan for your life. Like, I think that's important. So Mm -hmm. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. You know, and I think that's true, Jonna, with like, especially international adoption. Mm -hmm. Um, There's that picture of, like you said, coming home, the airport picture. Um, But once you get kind of in this realm and in this community, because it is, it's another community. um, It's a beautiful one. And when people just start like reaching out, like, yeah, I walked through a failed adoption. Like it's Mm -hmm. so unknown beforehand. And then yeah. it's like, like with anything in life, right. Then once mm-hmm. you go through it, you realize that you're not actually um, yeah. completely alone in this. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like Lisa with her infertility journey. And then, I mean, yeah. we all have a story and exactly. I think that, you know, Satan wants to keep us silent because he wants to convince mm-hmm. us we're alone and that you're very singled out. But when you start to share like mm-hmm. in that vulnerability, what it does, it doesn't make yes. it, you mm-hmm. know, not hard, but to mm-hmm. know that someone's going through it with you, it, in their own way. I mean, the fact that Mm -hmm. two of you right here are both, I mean, five and seven years, that's, I mean, sadly, I think that's closer to reality and that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think too, it's such a uh, great (laughs) illustration of the reform that's needed in the adoption process. Just going to say that. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because, you know, for, for it to take this long, and think about the children who are, that are impacted, that have been waiting, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, lost, um, lost time with people who love them and want them and will, will cherish them just waiting for paperwork to happen. And, um, you know, red tape to be cut. And, um, that's, I think the the saddest and the most frustrating part for me, um, is, is the impact on all of these kids that are stuck in, in that process, you know? Um, absolutely. So yeah, yeah it's not, politics it's not, and money. It's <laughs> exactly. Stupid. It's not for the benefit of really anyone. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to figure out like if there's any sort of good reason it's working the way it is. And I have yet to find one, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the most frustrating things for, for my husband, Tyler too, is, you know, I can't speak for him, but, um, since we moved, so we had just finished our, an update, a home study update, and then we moved <laughs> and that's awesome. So then mm-hmm. we had to do a brand new home study, you know, and update it because we moved four blocks and mm-hmm. I, I mean, sense. I get it. Makes it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they have mm-hmm. to come through the new house. I totally oh, get yeah. that, but it was actually mm-hmm. like a better situation. We had another bedroom for them. Like, you, you know, like it just yeah. was mind blowing. And then because of the way we had our paperwork set up, our, um, I hundred a was due to expire six months after that. So then that meant we had to do another 
home study update. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. And then get get this. One more piece was expiring this just recently this summer. Mm-hmm. So we just got done with our fourth home study update in about eighteen months to two years. Yeah. You're like, can you like, just write down that my house is pretty, my kids are awesome. <laughs> I've got it together. Yeah. Like, make a note. Yeah. 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 So it just, it, we're just in the, the thick of the, the hard parts right now. Right. You know, like that's yeah. not always the case. Um, yeah. but, and, and I don't want this to discourage people at, by any means, um, from adoption, but it, there's that reality that y- you gotta nip, potentially go prepare for the open. long haul. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When they exactly. tell you 12 to 18 months, be pre- prepared for, you know, six to seven years, basically, <laughs> is what we're telling Guys, you today. No. It's, like, it's like my weight loss plan. It's like, it's like my weight loss plan. We're for like three to four months. It's going to be three to four years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, I love all of that. I love um, just your transparency and your vulnerability mm-hmm. with sharing, for sharing your story. Um, with, with the journey, because like Jonna said, I think all too often we get caught up in the, um, the airport pictures and the, the, um, the happy ending, and we don't see all of the struggle to get to that happy ending. So, Mm -hmm. but man, I can't wait to see your airport pictures. Oh, it's going to make it that much, <laughs> that much better. Oh, Cannot yeah. wait for that day. I'm here for an airport picture. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think that might be a great reason for us to go shop at Driftless Style. Uh, yeah. Just happen to show up at the store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you get today? That is so crazy. Oh my gosh. So oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, tell us about um, this, where you're, where you are, like the area that you're in what's what does that look like and how do you um how did it fit your vision for your store and um yeah give us a little bit of insight into to your community absolutely so cedar falls is actually it's a it's a cute beautiful town um and i'm on a historic main street uh and so we um so I feel very fortunate. I never thought that I was going to stay in Iowa. Um, <laughs> like I grew up traveling uh, and just seeing the world. That was a very high priority for mm-hmm. uh, my parents is just this world perspective. And, uh, and so through that, like I just literally, I graduated and I got on a plane and went to Kenya for the summer. Like I just, I, I was never, it was never my thought that I was going to stay <laughs> in Iowa. Um and then there was actually a time where Tyler and I were um, in Mozambique and we were going there um, actually through our church to potentially be um, the, uh, like the touch point of a missionary couple there in Mozambique. And it was on that trip that um, like Tyler just kept like whenever we would talk about it and pray about it, um, he just kept hearing family, like family. And, and I don't know what that essentially meant. Like, was that our family or, you know, we were very fortunate that both of our parents were still in Cedar Falls and, mm-hmm. uh, we just had that, the ability or potential opportunity to stay near uh, family and, um, make that a part of our roots. And so, mm. um, because I moved around more growing up and always away from grandparents and cousins, that was just never something that I had. And mm-hmm. so, um, but I could tell that was very much a priority, uh, for him. And so I was like, okay, like, let's head on back. This is obviously not, <laughs> um, happening for both of us kind of a thing. <laughs> and, 
Um, so we landed in Cedar Falls and he had also started a company, um, a business that he started when he was 15, 16, it was actually in lawn care Mm -hmm. and it was still going. And so, um, he had, it's it's amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. he and his best friends both sold their walking, um, lawnmower and, um, can you still hear me? Sorry. I had a call come Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Welcome. Um, Welcome to life. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, and so he and his um, best friend both sold their like individual walking mowers and bought one lot riding lawnmower together. And now they um, have a very large and successful lawn care company still like 17 years later. Um, it's a beautiful entre- yeah, entrepreneurial, you know, and they both paid mm-hmm. there. We have a university in our town and um, that's really great for business um, school. And so they both paid their way through um, business school and we're like, maybe after college we'll be done. And then it just kept growing. And, mm. um, and so he has his background, Tyler has his background in economics and business analysis and a minor in finance, which obviously became very helpful. Yeah. When, not a bad, when, not a bad co-founder not a bad for a business. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so our community is, um, he, he was born into it and I've been here since I was six. And mm-hmm. now we've figured out that this, the opportunity that we have and, um, this lifestyle that we've now created with Driftless mm-hmm. Style has been a beautiful way for us still to travel um, see the world, experience cultures, and then bring it back home to a community that we adore um, mm-hmm. and really want Love to invest that. in. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're so, we just, we really adore the community that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. That's okay. So I'm just putting this together. Were you guys high school sweethearts? We were. Yes. <laughs> that's adorable. <laughs> yeah, it is. Somehow I have missed that in all of these years of, of being friends yeah. that you guys, when you were saying that y'all grew up in the same, I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. y'all yeah. were high school sweethearts. That's adorable. We, we started dating. And now you have a uh, sophomore and he was a junior. And then, um, I tried really hard to get rid of him when I went to Kenya. Like I just, I, I really, so, I mean, I'm in we'll Kenya. Feels, yeah, like, feels like a hard I just, break. I was like, I just gotta go and see the world and, you know, really <laughs> try. Yeah. It was like, uh, I'll then, be right here in Cedar Falls when you get back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was literally that thing where I was there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like he is so like, as cliche as it sounds like he's the one. Um, and so after, okay, that would have been my, I, so we got engaged actually my freshman year of college and then at the spring semester and then got married, um, in between the semesters because we had to, for our honeymoon after finals. (laughs) So I had finals on, um, Thursday or Friday, got married Saturday. And then we left for our honeymoon, um, my sophomore year. So I was 19 and he was 20. So we were young. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I were about 20, a little bit different, uh, but yeah, we were both 20. (laughs) (laughs) Same, same, but not at all. But you know, marital bliss, marital bliss now, right? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I, I tell him all the time. I'm like, I am so thankful that I locked you down when I did like, he like, can't really think I can't go. I can't survive out there. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, okay, so tell us a little bit. We've we've been focusing um obviously on fair trade this month because it is fair trade month. And um we kicked it off, of course, with Karen and we've been introducing our listeners to um uh, some of our our favorite brands, but really some of our favorite people, which has been amazing this month. <laughs> yeah, so fun. Loved yeah, it. So fun. Loved Very it. selfish on our part. I know. I mean, it's been a great opportunity to catch up with people that we haven't, you know, yeah, seen or gotten to visit with. So, yeah. So glad you guys can be here for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but yeah. we've asked each of our guests to talk about what fair trade looks like for them, like to basically give us their personal definition. And um, so tell us, tell us about that for you. Like you've, you've seen a lot of the world and, um, you know, did that impact the way that you launched your business and how much of that you know, played into, um, the way that you, you saw things happening for Driftless Style. So tell us a little bit about what fair trade looks like for you. Yeah, that is such, um, I love that you guys are focusing on this because it's so, it's so important. And, um, yeah. So as far as like fair trade, I mean, you have a definition and I feel like you have the, the principles and you have the, the guidelines of exactly what it is. But like for me in my life, it's always been like an action word um, mm-hmm. or like this movement. To me, it's really this movement. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it encompasses where people, either companies, brands, producers, um, shoppers, they all put like the people and the earth first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like in, in doing that, you know, businesses are then held to certain standards, very rigorous standards if they are, you know, certified fair trade um, mm-hmm. that really promote things like the living sustainable wage or the mm-hmm. well-being of the individuals and the community, like not just the artisans, but also they're looking at the community. Um, and also this like mutually beneficial, uh, relationship and empowerment, not this, uh, we're just going to come in and help, um, mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also just, like I said, a little bit of that environmental, um, stewardship pretty much. Um, and so those are things that like, it's this action or this movement towards these things. Um, and yeah, that's, that's one way. Um, so I actually went to school for nursing and I was a labor and delivery nurse, for almost like four years. And then I decided to stay home with my girls after I had my second one. So that's what this whole like kind of life transition, but I've always been like, um, super passionate about, about fair trade. Um, but more so like it started with food and coffee and, and then mm-hmm. kind of like trickled into ethical fashion and, you know, some of those kind of things. And, and that's where like my mind just kind of really expanded and exploded, um, with the possibilities and potential, because I grew up going on either medical mission trips and seeing this like structure of how we can go into vulnerable communities. And it's, we're helping, um, but then we're leaving and there was mm. no sustainable, not always. No, I'm not saying this as a, you know, that, that this yeah, is general, wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. As a general thing, but just my personal, um, feelings and takeaways with it was then we, then we'd leave. And, mm-hmm. um, I really wanted something like that was sustainable, um, that mm. created change and impact in a very mutually beneficial way. 
And that is what I could really see through business. And so um, that's very intentionally why, you know, Driftless Style is not a nonprofit um, Mm -hmm. and that we set up as a, as a business. um, And that I think you, there's so much good that can happen Mm -hmm. um, and powerful negotiations that can happen. And ones Mm -hmm. that like I've had to stretch and really become um, like they, they see me as a businesswoman when I am going and visiting and doing our negotiations and source, you know, my sourcing trips and mm-hmm. all this kind of things. And all of a sudden I, I had to like become that, like, you know, like I had to also <laughs> step into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's been a, an incredible journey of just kind of almost rising to the occasion of, mm-hmm. okay, I have this vision and dream but it's actually a reality. Like we can make this a reality. And that's, what's been so, um, so incredible, uh, mm-hmm. the past couple of years. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so had, obviously you're super passionate about it. It's been, it's been something that's been important to you for a long time <laughs> in, in different forms, but, um, mm-hmm. what is that? How does that translate for your customers? How do you, I mean, how do you get that to that excitement to catch on for them? What are some things that you do to um, transfer that excitement about fair trade and the understanding? Absolutely. I kind of felt like I was walking into a little bit of a beast here um, in the Midwest with what I was trying to create with this brick and mortar store because, um, you know, this is not, and, and you gals know this, this is not necessarily a new concept. However, in the Midwest, it's just not as prevalent. Um And so, and I can also see why, as far as now importing to the Midwest is super hard, (laughs) super tricky and very expensive. And so like, now I'm like, okay, now I get why we're like five of that lag of like five some years behind. And, um, so that was definitely like education and, um, advocacy was going to be like at the forefront of our, Mm -hmm. of our mission and business here, because this felt like such a new um, kind of concept, new uh, way of introducing shopping. And so Mm. um, I've always, I'm a storyteller. And so Mm. that is one of my, the best things that I feel like I get to do is not only just like the curation of a beautiful, um, you know, collection, but it's also like, I, I get the privilege and I literally just feel this huge sense of just honor to be able to share the stories, um, of, of the people's hands that are directly, you know, making the products that Mm -hmm. are in the store. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a, I'm a connector. Like that's what I get to do then is Mm -hmm. connect them to, um, to the stories, to how it's made, but even more so to this bigger idea of ethical consumption, you know, Mm -hmm. like how, how we can actually bring and apply our moral values and ethical standards to the way we, um, to the habits, to the way we consume. And, um, that's where I think it's so, um, it's so powerful. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's something where it's Mm -hmm. like, even if people pick up items in the store and I can tell like, yeah, they, they love it. They're looking for a specific Mm -hmm. thing, but it's not Mm -hmm. quite what they're looking for. I just say, Mm -hmm. Hey, go ahead and put that down. Like, Maybe mm-hmm. in a year I'll carry something that's going to fulfill something that better piece, you know, for your home. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't want this to be another fast fashion or I'm just going to mm-hmm. support because I like your, your mission or, you mm-hmm. know, any kind of mm-hmm. those, like what we, I feel like are trying to get out of in that fair trade 
mentality of that almost pity purchase or that like one mm-hmm. time, like we got to make this a, um, mm-hmm. you know, bring in actually, like, I think why people are also buying is for that amazing quality and that mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. design. And mm-hmm. I really want it to be for that like work of art that they're <clears throat> bringing into their home, not mm-hmm. just another piece. Mm-hmm. Well, it has to be sustainable on both sides of it. Like it has to be mm-hmm. sustainable for the makers, but it also has to be sustainable for you as the, the, um, you know, the store that you're, you're purchasing things that people are going to mm-hmm. love and want to come back and buy more of. And so exactly. I think that's a, a good, um, a good, you know, just, just thinking about so often I feel like in fair trade or some businesses in fair trade, they're like, we just, we want to create sustainable partnerships. Well, it has to be sustainable for you. You have to be, you know, it sounds awful sometimes to be like the bottom line is driftless style has to make money, has to be profitable to stay open. If, if it's not, then, you know, even if you're doing it just for the cause at first and not, you know, you're a number, you're going to burn out. I mean, absolutely. It's Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well tell us, let's, let's talk about Driftless Style. Yes. Tell us it all is about magical. Uh, I mean, seriously, I wish you guys could see, huh? we are going to post, we're going to steal pictures <laughs> off of her Instagram. So you will mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. So there's that. Because like she said, okay. she is a storyteller. She's amazingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. She, uh, it's very like soothing to watch Driftless Style's Insta stories. Yes. It's like, like she does, she like walks you through it. It is so soothing. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. It is. It really is. is. I love it. I love when you have a little highlighted bubble. I'm like, well, I'm going to go watch that and have a little bit of a Zen moment. (laughs) And that's like, exactly. We want to create this really inspiring space. Like the second you walk in and you're just like, you know, for me, it's also become a space where people are transported to maybe their own personal stories of where they travel. Like I sit here Mm -hmm. or stand here and talk to customers and, um, time after time, they just tell me, Oh, so I went on this trip or, you know, like it Mm -hmm. just brings them immediately to a different place. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing that I never expected Mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So you, you launched storefront first, right? We did. We did. Yeah. So tell us about that decision and then how you kind of transitioned to now you have some beautiful things online too. Um, and so give us kind of the, the, you know, short and short and sweet, um, uh, business strategy behind your style. What, what, what do you have in mind there? Yeah. So, um, I started really actively pursuing and creating the brand in, um, summer of 2018. Mm -hmm. And then we launched July of 2019 at our storefront first day open type of thing. So Mm -hmm. in that year, it was a lot of travel, building the collection, um, our storefront, like our, and, and just Driftless Style in general is a combination of me working directly alongside, um, uh, artisans and artisan groups in several countries, but we also wholesale. And so I knew that I wouldn't be able to fill my shelves with only, you know, pieces that I mm-hmm. was um, importing and sourcing directly um, just because I'm one person. And mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. I also uh, was able to, through like different trade shows, um, get connected to either fair trade certified um, or, you know, um, impactful brands uh, that really were a good fit. And so those are the ones that I was then deciding to, um, 
finish round off the whole collection essentially through either mm-hmm. wholesale from what I wasn't um, directly sourcing myself. And so mm. it's a little, it's, it's a hodgepodge um, to, of how it's kind of built and put together. Um, but for now it's really working, uh, especially mm-hmm. in times where, um, you know, shipping and importing is getting very challenging through COVID and, you know, just trade agreements. It just, everything's changing, mm-hmm. um, in that, uh, landscape very fast. And so, um, there's times where then some of my wholesale partners, if it's a, if it's a, through a global partnership, they might have the products already stateside. And so I'm able mm-hmm. to get some products on the shelves when maybe I'm not able to do it, um, directly. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we also, um, partner with some national makers and local makers. And mm-hmm. so it's, mm-hmm. it's also, um, our whole premise, um, through Driftless Style is um, a curated goods with a positive social impact. And um, that's what, and actually our, our tagline changed and this kind of goes back to that meaning of fair trade um, because like we're all called to pursue justice. Like not one person, mm-hmm. you may have different callings, like someone's a teacher, mm-hmm. someone's a nurse, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot, but like no one's void of being called to, to, to seek justice or pursue justice. Mm-hmm. And so- I feel like um, there was a book I read that really spurred a lot of this on for me. And that was called Everyday Justice um, Mm -hmm. of how in every choice we're making in our very simple mundane um, actions, they they have a consequence. They can either be a positive or a negative um, impact on the person on the other Mm -hmm. end of that choice. And so in the beginning, our tagline was just curated goods with a social impact. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking more about it. I'm like, well, we don't want to make a negative social impact, you know, like, <laughs> like it really, because you can, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. a possibility through business too. And yeah. so then we actually updated our tagline, um, thankfully before we launched anything. So it was fine. Um, but now we're, we're all about making a positive social impact. Like it. You got to put it on it. Yeah. Be specific. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like um, it. Yeah. It's, it's so it's, that's kind of, um, through that positive social impact we also believe like we want to support um the handmade um craft and Mm -hmm. so we can do that through um you know we buy local you know source local handmade soaps and Mm -hmm. um candles and and those type of products through makers right here in our community um Mm -hmm. and and so it's it's kind of a very large scope but in in the underlying mission of it all is this you know, hope that we can help create sustainable change in um, potentially vulnerable communities. Mm. So I love that. I love that. And in your own community um, and in our own like, community. Yep. Which is, is great. And I'm sure just from a thinking business strategy, I'm sure that it also helps um, get people in the doors that you're supporting local community and, you know, kind of word of mouth, like, oh, my soaps are being featured in, um, you know, Driftless Style or um, that, that's a good, I love that. It's, it's not mm-hmm. only supporting your community, but it's including your community in, mm-hmm. in um, what you're doing. That's awesome. I love it. So uh, online, how do you decide? Cause I, I'm, when you were giving us the tour, I was like, I wish you could ship those plants because you have plants no. on in, in the yes. store. So how do you decide, you know, is it really just down to shipping? Like, how do you decide what, what we're going to put yeah. online and what we can only sell in the store? 
Absolutely. So we, um, I actually was going to start Jilva Style Just E-Commerce. Um, and then it was at one trade show where I was going around with Tyler and which he hates trade shows, by the way, like it is not his, <laughs> not, not his most fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and, but so that I was be, going around. That would be and- Jeff's worst nightmare, by the way, that would not, he wouldn't, it wouldn't, he wouldn't just hate it. It would be like, it would be intense. Yeah. Put me down. Yeah. Put me down. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we, it was through, um, like I'm such a tactile like shopper and seeing it and and I'm like how can I expect my customers to do something that I actually don't do very well you know mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. so we made the huge it just felt so risky um mm-hmm. even starting mm-hmm. this I mean Tyler and I um funding we tried to do you know look for funding and it just wasn't really happening um as far as for a startup and so we started this all, we're getting really detailed here, but, um, started this all by selling our life insurance. Um, and that is what paid for our first Moroccan shipment. Um, and so it's like that whole very bootstrap beginnings of, oh my gosh, this better work. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Talk Um, about all in right there. All in. (laughs) And I, apparently that's kind of how I do life, but yeah, I like it. What is your Enneagram? (laughs) I'm a one. That's what Will is. We we were asking Lisa, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's what, and she was like, I think she's a one. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, that makes sense. She's very smart. And so, (laughs) and then the two that, yeah, you wing the two with the helper. What's Tyler's Enneagram? He's a six. Okay. So he, he he can think about risk. Yeah. He can think about risk, but I think it's Uh because he comes from a business background of, Mm -hmm. and is an entrepreneurial and a dreamer. Like he really Mm -hmm. is too. Um, and he that, loves you and, and he loves in me. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he chased that. you all the way to Kenya. Yeah. I, there's actually, this is just a couple weeks ago where I was kind of talking again about this other idea that I just had, you know, not, not building something mm-hmm. else at this point, cause this is taking up a lot, but <laughs> within this, it feels like we have to constantly innovate. Like you just, mm-hmm. and that's, especially with COVID, like what we're mm-hmm. dealing with every week feels like it has to be something new and different. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's, what's exhausting too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I, I just said something and I was like, Tyler, I know you're a dreamer as well. Like, but are you like, you've never said no, like you've never said like, <laughs> Kelsey, you shouldn't do that. Or, you know, Kelsey, mm-hmm. let's try something like bring it the reality to it or whatever. Yeah. He's never done that. And I, I kind of asked him like, why? And he's like, Kelsey, in our, our time together, like I've never seen anything good come out of telling someone no with, in, in regards to a dream, like, uh, okay, you well, know, like there, there'd be, okay. yes. yeah. and I was we're just done. like, thanks Tyler. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Bye>. Episode. <laughs> he's so that. quiet. So a lot of people don't often see that side of him, but he's so wise. And like, he's uh, like, yeah, I've never seen anything good from telling someone no with their dreams. Like they're going to either find out the hard way, but why tell them not, you know, like you, and so there's obviously like a lot to Uh in that, but, um, yeah. So I don't, what were we even talking about? Oh, triple (laughs) style. And (laughs) well, well, again, welcome to the office. Yes. Welcome. That was the best point ever. So let's Uh, move on to the next question. It's fine. (laughs) Yes. So online, (laughs) that's what we were saying is we, um, kind of got pushed in like for, we always wanted to create a Mm -hmm. website and a web shop. Mm -hmm. Um, but our hands were really, um, 
kind of forced in that direction Mm -hmm. much earlier than planned because of COVID and having to shut down for over two months. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was during that time we had to, because we sourced directly, um, we didn't even have like photographs, you know, of a lot of our pieces. Mm -hmm. So we had to photograph, get dimensions. Mm -hmm. I mean, figure out, you know, what everything is made of, create descriptions. We did that for our entire collection in, um, in three weeks and got our website up and running. And so it was, I don't even know how we did it, but we did it because I think we were super still agile from just launching, Uh um, Mm -hmm. you know, the past July, we are still so much in this, like, like fight or flight almost essentially Uh Uh with it. We've got to do anything it takes to get this business going. And so I think that actually worked to our advantage, um, in that situation, Mm -hmm. but here we are, and we're still kind of figuring out this, how to do business. Um, well, I'm sure whatever you figured out in 2019, there was a, there was this thing that happened. It was called (laughs) 2020 and (laughs) it pretty much changed everything about everything, the way we do business. And so, um, I'm sure the, the business plan had to be modified and changed quite a bit over the last year or so. But it allowed us to do like curbside pickup you know, during mm-hmm. like, so that's the reason oh, I was like, seeing all those plants go out. Jealous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The plants. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you've mentioned that. And so that's a huge, actually part of what Tyler brings to Driftless Style with his, um, horticulture essentially background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a beautiful, um, green thumb and mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it as well. So it's been a great, um, partnership in that. And so we started initially, um, through these terracotta pots that I work with an artisan group in Morocco to make. Mm-hmm. And um, so we started just using whatever we propagated at home and putting mm-hmm. in them when we first opened our doors. And it was this pre-potted plant that just uh, yes. took off. kept selling, took off, like just kept selling. Because and for so- people who are not like Tyler, <laughs> it's like, it's done. You, just it's tell like, me yeah. what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what to do. When someone says you can't kill a succulent, I say, Challenge accepted. Give me all of them. <laughs> I'll take them. Yeah. Hold my, hold my bear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I will kill a succulent because I have, yes. it is, this is like black then is what I have. So, you know what? Succulents aren't as easy as people say. I say, start with like a snake oh, plant. Oh, I've killed many. Yeah. Okay. I was snake yeah. plant. Okay. Yep. Okay. Start with a snake okay. plant. Okay. Um, but that is, it's literally what I, I like attribute our, staying above the water, um, staying afloat during while uh-huh. during our shutdown, because it was an easy product that we were able to pot, you know, take a picture mm-hmm. of and mm-hmm. put it in the person's back of their trunk essentially. Mm-hmm. And everyone mm-hmm. was home that they yeah. wanted to bring in, you know, right. pretty home, home goods and, um, mm-hmm. things for their, for their house. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's amazing. such a, a great, um, a great example of just adaptability in your marketplace. And, and, um, I'm feeling like right now my students may have to listen to this podcast, my retailing students, because they're, they're going to learn. They'll really help our numbers. They'll really help our numbers. (laughs) (laughs) It's required reading. There will be a quiz. Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, um, okay. So we know how, how the plant started, but tell us how you choose other, other products. Like, yeah. How do you not buy it all? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause I've seen you, I've seen the pictures 
in the markets in, I think it was Morocco. And I was like, there's no way I would not come home with everything. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. All of it. It truly is. It truly yeah. is. And it, it comes down to, so I, I initially started um, working in either countries that I was really inspired by the design the mm-hmm. and that the cultural, you know, design that is mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. really strong there. And so um, that kind of landed me um, initially in Morocco, um, mm-hmm. Guatemala, Peru, Argentina. Um, and then I sourced directly in Mexico and Rwanda. Um, and so with, with that, um, my first two large shipments were coming from Morocco and Argentina. Geographically, geographically <laughs> does not make sense for importing <laughs> to the Midwest. And I'm like, okay, this is either going to be the best thing that happens to Driftless Style or the thing that puts us under. Like, like I just I didn't even <laughs> like think about that beforehand. Um, but it really comes down to, um, okay, so I'm looking for a certain um, product. So let's say basketry. Well, Morocco has an amazing um you know, basketry, uh, as far as just the palm fibers and, mm-hmm. you know, from grass. And so I was like, all right, let's start there. Um, mm-hmm. rock and rugs is another, um, you know, I knew I really wanted to encompass, um, rugs, vintage rugs, some are new production as well. Um, but all handmade. And so that was another reason to kind of start there. Um, now, as far as some other text, you know, textiles, I was like, well, I love, um, either alpaca pieces or something like that. So that made sense Mm -hmm. to work in Peru for maybe some more pillows. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it just, it kind of came down to what certain areas um, were culturally known for. And then I was able to kind of work backwards from that of where, where we're going to get what product from, um, Mm -hmm. from there. And so Mm -hmm. um, Morocco is probably is my largest um, piece just because we have to fill a shipping container when we, when we go there. And so I work <laughs> with the most, okay. yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> so I work with the most artisan groups, um, in one country in Morocco, um, in order to get a diversified amount of, um, products from there. And mm. so it's, um, it is really challenging, but I also feel like something, that is really a, a part of Jiffa style is that we want to stay really true to a brand, like our brand. And so we've kind of like, just kind of termed that like a modern bohemian. So we have those modern, really like crisp, clean, black, white, classic pieces, mm-hmm. but bring a little bit of that bohemian um, flair mm-hmm. to it. And so more pops of color than this date, than the, the, you know, than the actual like kind of statement piece or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that's kind of how we decide how I decide where we're going to get products, um, mm-hmm. from different mm-hmm. places. So mm-hmm. how do you, what's the process that you go through as far as the fair trade process, like to verify, to make sure that they're truly, you know, paid a fair and living wage and all of that, yeah. or, um, is there, what does that look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, we are actually what we consider ethically, ethically sourced is the, well, the term that we use for, um, our company, uh, mm-hmm. because we are not fair trade certified and actually mm-hmm. probably won't ever work towards that. And that's okay. actually a very deliberate choice. Um, I, it actually kind of goes along what Karen shared in that first episode of the uppercase FT mm-hmm. lowercase mm-hmm. FT. Um, and we, we love working with beavers. 
Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> they do amazing work. They do if they had thumbs, the stuff they could do. They are so <laughs> I, I just couldn't. So yeah. super yeah. efficient. I'm like sitting here writing down ethically sourced, and then I hear my beloved beavers. <laughs> Kelsey, nobody stopped me. Like, why did they? I'm just like beavers. She's doing work with beavers in Thailand. Like, that is insane. Okay, Kelsey has traveled with me. She knows that I'm not going to stop you because I probably thought. I know you can't hear. I can't hear a thing. So there's that. (laughs) I'm sorry. Had to bring that up. I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. I like that. She said that. I wish y'all could have seen her face when she was talking. She was like so cool with it. She just slid that. Oh, I'm like. I feel like I'm in church. Like taking notes. Everything she says is so fascinating and then I hear <laughs> fever <laughs> oh, I love you we're gonna see if we can work it into every single fair trade yeah, episode. Uh, episode. <laughs> yeah if someone oh, can find some good, beaver some beaver work I'm yeah. in all in yeah. I know and some so- maybe some dough bowls <laughs> <laughs> they hand carve <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh oh, okay gosh. sorry yes, no, <laughs> And so we are um, ethically sourced. Yeah, um, sourced. And the way we kind of go, I mean, obviously I have a huge advantage um, with figuring this out because I'm going and traveling directly to the workshops mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. directly to the artisans that I mm-hmm. am um, partnering with um, for some of it, you know, like not mm-hmm. like, again, not my entire collection is our own, is our own brand, but um with that being said, you know, I'm able to ask hard questions or even mm. in a trade show, trade show setting, I can um, look at the documentation they're bringing, their, their website. I mean, more than even just that, but then talking to the person, I feel like you just get a good heart mm. and gut mm-hmm. feeling when mm-hmm. you can make that personal, like, um, touch point with people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. So that has to play into part. There's, there's that vetting process essentially, um, that has to happen in order for me to feel confident and good about saying, yeah, mm-hmm. we are ethically sourced. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being, we probably won't work towards a fair trade certification is, mm-hmm. um, it kind of takes out a little bit of the, the smaller, um, cottage industry, um, mm-hmm. makers. Uh, mm-hmm. so for example, there's one wood, um, woodcarver that we work with in Morocco. Is it a beaver? It's not a beaver. Um, (laughs) His name is Leeson. And he um, is just this charming older man that carves. um, We we have a lemon juicer, like a citrus juicer, um, a honey spoon, a coffee scoop, and then now an olive wood board and a walnut wood um, spoon and spatula kind of set. And with him being the primary, he works with a few other artisans along the way. They just wouldn't have the, the, the means or the resources, um, to go through that type of rigorous process on their end (laughs) to be fair trade certified. So for me to be fair trade certified, uh, most often you have to work then with also artisans that are fair trade certified. And Mm -hmm. so that, yeah, yeah. that makes a ton Mm -hmm. of sense. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for us personally, if I'm able to go and travel and see the way that the, the products are made and how they're treating, you know, the artisans and the pain and, you know, the safe work con- conditions, um, I feel, feel good about still allowing an opportunity mm-hmm. to this group um, that may not be, you know, that also mm-hmm. just needs a larger access to market. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay. 
That's good. I love that. I love that you're able to, um, I mean, I'm sure that makes it a lot easier, like you said, just to trust your gut when you've been to some of those areas and um, have kind of know what to expect with those, um, those artisan groups. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's good. So, okay. So let's talk about travel because <laughs> obviously again, 2020, uh, <laughs> what is, where's your, first of all, let's tell us your favorite place that you love to go mm-hmm. and visit. Um, it's like picking, picking your favorite child, I'm sure. But, um, what is, what is that going to look like with you uh, moving forward? How much will you get to travel and what is that, yeah. that going to look like? Um, man, that is, it's so hard, um, to, uh, to even kind of, uh, pick, but I would, um, I just still have, it's such a unique place. Um, Morocco is, um, as far as just, it's like this melting pot of a French culture, mm-hmm. Arabic. It's, it's just something that is so unlike a lot of the other places mm-hmm. that I travel to, um, especially with it being like a Muslim, um, predominantly Muslim, uh, country community. So you have the call to prayer, um, waking you up every day and it's such a different, my sourcing partners will take, you know, time away from our day to, to pray several times, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's just Mm -hmm. such a, a beautiful, um, cultural aspect that I just don't necessarily Mm -hmm. get to get in a lot of the other Mm -hmm. places that I'm, Mm -hmm. um, currently working. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I really, I, I really adore, um, Morocco. And then I'd also say Guatemala is really high up there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I was able to go, that was actually, my girls got to come on their Mm -hmm. first sourcing trip with me Mm -hmm. to Guatemala last Mm -hmm. uh, September. Those pictures. Oh yeah. Mm, And so so that is, that's something that I think is always going to be such a special place because of that Mm -hmm. experience of bringing Mm -hmm. uh, my girls along to actually see what mom is doing when I travel and then yeah. I'm not just leaving all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, a, not yeah. necessarily a girl's trip to a, <laughs> exactly. yeah, a spa. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It was fun to see you get to take the whole fam mm-hmm. and um, to, to experience that together. That is, if I could, if I could get Jeff out of the U S that's where I would love to take him. He's, he's not much of a traveler. Um, of course we're not going anywhere except India. Until sister's home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's going to go from not traveling to going to India, which is going to be like sensory overload for him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, and he's going to look like a giant. Um, yes, he is. Yeah. So anyway, uh, tell us about some of the, do you have any stories of the art? Like you, you said earlier, you're a storyteller connector. So tell us, um, maybe one or two of the, um, times where you've really seen, the partnership with Driplist Style make an impact for one of your artisan groups that you work with? Yeah. So I think, um, one of my most favorite partnerships and one that's been really challenging this year, um, with COVID is, has been in Argentina. And so mm-hmm. Eugenia is a artist and a maker that I met, um, and she's the lead, um, kind of entrepreneur of this, of this group. And so I met her at, um, in New York actually, and, um, at a trade show. And it was a very quick, like, wow, I never expected to be working in Argentina, but I have to be working (laughs) with her. And so, um, they do a lot of wood products So we have, we carry mirrors from them, um, trays, 
Uh, I can do a lot of custom work. And so sometimes I'll get like some Cedar Falls or Midwest printed boxes um, and just do a lot of fun, um, even just driftless style things. So sorry for everyone listening, but all these like boxes, for example, that have our logo on them um, are made then in Argentina. And so um, going there, I went there last April and um, just kind of the very warm welcome. They've been going to trade show for years and trying to get um, a partner in the States for a very long time. And it just happened that I was their first one. And it was a very quick, like symbiotic relationship. Um, Just, we are very, um, Eugenia and I have very similar goals and and dreams Mm -hmm. for even our families and everything like that. And so going there to visit, she was just so welcoming. They, Mm -hmm. um, did a big garden party for myself and my um, best friend that came with us on the last night. And it was just one of those things where they're like, they couldn't believe, like when I asked them if I could come visit and actually see the products that they're, you know, they're making for the shop. And um, they just couldn't believe that someone would want to come there and to, and to visit Mm. them and, and to see them and meet them. And so it was just one of those, like, just amazing connections from the Mm get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, now kind of fast forward, she has now since, um, come to Cedar Falls, Iowa, um, mm. two times and I've been it. able to do, um, like Q and a sessions at my shop, um, with actually one of our artisans, one of our makers, um, oh where, where our customers so cool. can come is obviously pre COVID, um, come <laughs> sip wine and, um, just have a great, just event at the shop um and for just to make a really personal connection then as far as far as and that's one of my dreams is like that people Uh here get to experience like so we're we're playing our you know tango music and our you know just (laughs) a a totally different culture for that now you know yeah yeah and um so that's beautiful but um because of this partnership though too they were able to um she split off from, it was actually, a, she was third generation in this, in this company with her, that her grandfather started, but she just had a different vision for it. And so she split off from the family business and bought her own um, workshop, um, larger mm. space, just huge dreams. I like it. And because it was like this, like pivotal moment for her that someone else believed in her, like mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. felt the confidence then to move forward with what she, you know, has already been dreaming about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that, like when COVID hit our orders from Driftless Style were the only ones that artisan group had. Um, wow. and so just that, that, that's something that I just, that weighs heavy on me though, too, mm-hmm. as far as like, okay, I've, how can we, you know, what can we do? How do we, you know, you just go to that, like help or, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to fix something. Um, and it it can't always be that way, but we just have to rest assured that like the process that we're already in, Mm -hmm. because it is, well, it will be the orders. Mm -hmm. Um, but unfortunately, even though that order was our only one, um, Mm. that during like March timeframe, um, and they've had it done since then, it still has not shipped. Um, Argentina, unfortunately has been, um, one of the top four countries hit the hardest as far as the economy um, due to COVID. Um, so on the, just the global um, spectrum, essentially. And so because of that, it's just, it's sitting there. And so that hurts for both of us. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's not mm-hmm. much, and unfortunately our hands are tied. And so um, 
So although this is a really great, you know, story, it also brings Mm -hmm. in the reality of what we're currently Mm -hmm. dealing with as businesses and Mm -hmm. how important um, supporting small um, is right now. Mm-hmm. for sure yep. oh my gosh and no I mean no end in sight really like exactly unfortunately oh that has to be so frustrating on so many levels oh hurry <laughs> up be over I know. pandemic I know it. <laughs> I know oh, thank you so mm-hmm. much those are such beautiful stories I love that I love I love yeah. all of it um okay so we've kind of wrapped up each episode with uh like advice or transitioning. Mm. If you have been listening to the series, maybe, and you want to, um, you know, bring more fair trade, more ethically sourced things into your life, what is your best advice for someone who wants to do that? Yeah. So if, if anyone does study or familiar with the Enneagram being a one, (laughs) um, is, is difficult in this situation because I've always lived in this black or white world, like black and white world is as far as like, there's right, there's wrong. This Uh, is, if this is hmm. what I believe in, then it needs to be all or nothing, but it can't, it can't be that way. Um, in order to pursue it for the long haul, it's Mm -hmm. making tiny changes, um, over time. I mean, my journey has led me to here, but it's something that I started well over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't like, there's still trips to target or, you know, whatnot. <laughs> like it's not something mm-hmm. that is ever going to be done in its entire entirety. Um, but I think one thing that I've actually just saw it pop up on my Instagram yesterday. Um, and I was like, this is beautiful as far as just it's a, it's a mind shift, right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole fair trade and purchasing it as a ethical consumer, it's a mind shift and it's going to take time and little step by little step. Mm -hmm. Um, but someone, um, I saw this pop up. It says, we need to stop asking why sustainable and ethical brands are so expensive and start asking why everything is so cheap. Um, Oh, that's good. There you go. And yes, because that's our, our fast fashion, our, the way we have been going the last, you know, 10, 20 years, we are at an unsustainable rate that cannot keep going this way. And that's actually one thing that I actually think is very hopeful with COVID um, is that I hope we can actually come back to more of the basics and see why grandma spent so much more on one piece of clothing than Mm. what we're doing with like our, you know, closets and bringing in so much because it's cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not good. It's, it's going to ruin our earth. Um, we try to bring in everything, you know, into the shop that is very eco conscious and eco friendly. Um, and that's for a reason because it has to, we have to start businesses have to start realizing the scope that we're also having on our earth. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, I think that is just so important um, as far as that mind shift within fair trade is that it's not just about, it's not just expensive. That's not what, Mm -hmm. you know, ethical Mm -hmm. brands are about. Yes, it may be more at a higher price point because everyone is being paid fairly along the way. Mm -hmm. It costs more to make it um, Mm -hmm. in a way that is more eco-friendly and all those Mm -hmm. kind of things. And so, um, but unfortunately we've just gotten really cheap over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I do. Uh, so in my retailing class, we do a unit on fair trade and we, uh, we look at 
what fair trade is. And I can't tell you how many times they do a discussion board um, where they look at the 10 principles and they talk about like, what's the most um, difficult one for people to embrace. And then also like, is it feasible for all businesses to operate as a, a fair trade or ethically sourced? And it's always interesting to read the comments from their generation, because I, I do feel like this, and you're closer to it than I am, their generation, but like the, there, there is this sense of optimism. Like they, I, I hope that we're moving in the right direction because um, I, I feel like even just reading the discussion boards, there were several students who were like, why, why is it not this way? Like kind of that indignation that I think we're all going to have to have to really make, you know, true progress toward um, getting on board with this. Uh, just like you said, the mindset shift toward um, doing what's best for people and what's best for the world, what's best for the Mm -hmm. environment. And I I think you are so spot on with that. And I think there is a lot of hope in this next, Mm -hmm. like this younger generation, Mm -hmm. Um, even so much that in our business plan, when we wrote it, you know, 18 months, two years ago, Mm -hmm. um, our like target audience is actually millennials which is mm. not what you would actually um, think for um, an, the, an ethical mm-hmm. you know, brand as far as mm-hmm. not having the disposable income. Right. Um, mm-hmm. However, it really comes down to um, the fact that they are the ones that care about the mission. Like they're yeah, they like, mm-hmm. I, it really time and time mm-hmm. again, um, mm-hmm. I just had one of our um, employees was working the other day and had, um, so we're in the university town, which is also a great, um, mm-hmm. brings just a fresh perspective to this job, mm-hmm. um, in this work. And he came in shopping for his dorm room for a, um, utensil or like a drying rack. Oh. Okay. You and need to find out if he's single boy. and post it. On- <laughs> exactly. I'm like, there's so okay. much hope. There's yeah, so there much is. hope. Yeah. There's the fact that he You're didn't right. just go to like Target or Walmart exactly. or. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I yeah. love it. So precious. They get a bad so rap. Precious. I think they're doing some good stuff. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, and I think too, marketing research shows that they are actually, even though they don't technically fall into the most disposable income, like you were saying, they're willing to spend more per item if it's ethically sourced and, you know, um, fits in line with their, um, uh, their ideals than maybe my generation or even especially the generations ahead of us. Um, Absolutely. And so I think there is, there's a lot of hope, but that there's nothing, nothing I love more at the end of a semester when a student reaches out and is like, thank you so much for doing the fair trade unit. And I'm like, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. The best. Yeah. It's it really does. Cause I think that it's gotta, it's gotta start somewhere. And I hope that this generation is, is the one who, really does take that indignation mm-hmm. about the way that we're doing things and, and acts on it and does something, you know, yeah. positive, um, for us all, for us all, because mm-hmm. it really is a, a better impact on, um, on everyone when you, when you do things that way. Absolutely. So, yeah. Kelsey, you're the best. Oh Thanks. my gosh. Also, I got pages is, of notes. I know. Seriously. Oh, I'm like, mm, yeah. My, yeah my uh so good and I did write down snake plant I'm gonna check that out 
plant. Yes, please do. I would say snake yeah. plant, ZZ, or pothas. Like those are your great way. Um, starter plants. Like starter starter yeah. plants. Can't yeah. kill them or yeah. harder exactly. to kill probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh exactly. my gosh. It's been so good to see your store, to see your face, to, to get a little catch up. And um, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to do this for, with us. And it was so good to see yeah. you guys. Oh and my I gosh! But also, okay, wait, we, so. says, we need to do a. We need to do a. Um, she's in the store. Okay, y'all okay. smile. Ready? Okay. okay. <laughs> it's so uh, pretty. It's and she so does ship. Beautiful. I mean, that's the thing. I do, guys. Yes. She ships. Yes. She ships beautiful things. Beautiful um, things. Yes. So, yeah, did you guys on share that the, note, guys, yeah, oh, that's what we're fixing to do. Okay. <laughs> so, Kelsey has generously given us twenty percent off of your Driftless style order uh, through the end of the year. Yes, Is that through the end of the year. Through the It'll end of be, November. Yes. Through the end Perfect. of November. November. Okay. So get yep. on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll make make sure yep. that is twenty percent off through November. Yep. Um. And the code is all things good 20, all things good 20. So be sure that you Love take it. advantage of, I mean, go, oh, you're you going to find some, some, some things. Yeah. You're, you're going to yeah. want it all. So oh, okay. you're going to want her to ship those plants when you start seeing these pictures that we post too. Yeah. But again, yes. thank you, Kelsey, for that yes. generous this is awesome. um, discount code. Thank you for your time. And um, yeah, we're going to plan a field trip. Yep. Oh, that would yep. be the best. Done. Yep. Done. Oh, yeah, thank we you love so much, you. Ladies. This is amazing. Yes. Love you okay. both. Thank you. Bye, Kelsey. Okay, bye. Bye. I just love our friend, Kelsey. Her story is so close to my heart because we have walked through so much of it together at the same time with our adoption journeys. And, um, just hope that you will continue to pray for the Kunkel family. If you are a praying person and, uh, just that God would move in their adoption and bring their family together. And don't forget to check out that, uh, website, use your code. You are going to love everything that you find there. She's got 20% off through the whole month of November for us with the code, all things good 20. So go check her out and, um, follow her on Instagram and learn more about what she's doing through her beautiful, beautiful store. We will be back. We're going to take a week off and then we'll be back with our gift guide, guys. I know you are so excited. This was one of our most listened to episodes last year. And we will be back on the 19th of November with our gift guide. So stay tuned. Settle down, girls.